Good morning, friends, and welcome to worship as beloved people of God on this first Sunday in Lent. Lent is a 40-day journey to the cross and beyond to the empty tomb. We pray today that God will strengthen us for this journey by renewing us in the gift of our baptism. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm, and we welcome to worship all who join us today, those who join us for our drive-in service here at the church, as well as those who join us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, or by streaming. We celebrate Holy Communion today, and for those who drive into the church parking lot, we will have prepackaged communion elements brought to your car before the service. For those who are worshiping from home who would like to commune today, you're invited to prepare your own communion elements, bread or cracker, wine or juice, before the Holy Communion Liturgy. And following the Lord's Prayer and the words of institution, I will invite you to commune. Our Wednesday Lenten series, Seeking a Living Faith in a Troubled World, Remembering Who We Are, continues now on Wednesday, and the Wednesdays throughout the Lenten season at 7 o'clock. Please join us for worship, our broadcast via Facebook Live, phone-in, or streaming, Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. On the first Sunday in Lent, we are to remember again that we are baptized into the death and resurrection of Christ. In our Bible reading from 1 Peter, the way God saved Noah's family in the flood is connected with the way God saves us through the gift of baptism. In holy love, God saves us through his Son, Jesus Christ. In the words of the hymn, O love, how deep, how broad, how high, beyond all thought and fantasy, that God, the Son of God, bore the shameful cross and death. For us he gave his dying breath. Let us prepare our hearts for worship, centering our hearts in God. I invite you to join in confessing your sin hearing the promise of God's forgiveness following invocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in you. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our psalm for today, from Psalm number 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. 
Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. In you have I trusted all day long. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your steadfast love and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. You are gracious and upright, O Lord. Therefore, you teach sinners in your way. You teach the lowly in justice and teach the lowly your way. All your paths, O Lord, are steadfast love and faithfulness to those who keep your covenant and your testimonies. Let us pray. Holy God, Heavenly Father, in the waters of the flood, you saved the chosen, and in the wilderness of temptation, you protected your Son from sin. Renew us in the gift of baptism. May your holy angels be with us, that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first scripture reading today from Genesis, the ninth chapter. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Here ends the reading. Our second reading from 1 Peter. Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. Here ends the reading. 
Our gospel today from Mark, the first chapter. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the gospel of the Lord. I'd just like to go back to that first reading from Genesis and this verse. God said, the rainbow in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between myself and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. A rainbow is a spectrum of light that develops from sunlight shining through droplets of moisture in the atmosphere. As people of God, we are reminded today that the rainbow, this natural phenomenon, has a deeper meaning, a meaning of God's mercy and compassion shining through all that rains on us, threatening the harmony and unity God desires for all creation. Our first lesson today is the story of Noah and the flood. And although modern marketing has used the theme of Noah in cute, consumer-friendly ways, in everything from children's books to colorful wallpaper, the story of Noah is a, a terrible, destructive flood. And what led to the flood was that God had intended nothing but good for God's creation, but the people God created turned against God. Early in the book of Genesis, as God finished each part of creation, each day ended with this conclusion from God. It is good. And by the end of the sixth day of creation, God said even more. It is very good. But almost immediately, the Bible tells us that things go bad. Adam and Eve disobey. They are expelled from the garden. Cain killed his brother, Abel. And by the sixth chapter, verses 5 and 6 of Genesis, God saw every inclination of the thoughts of human hearts was only evil continually. And God was sorry that he had made humankind on the earth. It grieved him to his heart. God's sorrow over the corruption of the people he had made with such care and love cut to God's heart. God was grieved by the betrayal of the people he had created in love. So deeply grieved that God sent the flood, not as an act of revenge, but out of grief over the terrible heart and relation of relationship with God. The divine, harmonious life of love God had intended for God's creation. 
had been broken. And so the great flood was God's sorrowful act to bring both judgment and recreation, a new beginning. Someone has said that the flood was really caused by the weeping of God. So sad was God over the rebellious and evil actions of those he had created that God's tears became an ocean that drowned the earth. At the end of the flood, God made a covenant with every living creature. This was an unconditional, unilateral promise. God decreed, never again shall there be a flood that will destroy the whole earth. And the sign of this promise God made was the rainbow in the clouds. God said, I will remember my covenant between me and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the rainbow, at the end of the story, it is set in the clouds as a reminder. A reminder to who? A reminder to God. So that God would never again send such waters over the face of the earth. The rainbow was set in the heavens to remind God of God's promise. There's a story I'm reminded of told by Walt Wangerin some years ago about his son, Matthew. When he was young, Matthew loved comic books. Being good parents and wanting some healthy balance in Matthew's life, Walt and his wife limited Matthew in the number of comic books he could buy. But one day they discovered that Matthew had hidden away in his room stacks and stacks of comics. And as they looked at them, they discovered the comics had come from the public library. They were not checked out. They were stolen. And so they talked to Matthew about honesty and stealing and then made him gather up all these comics, take them back to the library and tell the librarian what he had done. But then a year later, they again discovered a new pile of comic books in Matthew's room. This time they learned the books had been taken during their family vacation at a convenience store down the road from the cabin where they stayed in another state hundreds of miles away. Since it wasn't realistic to return them, they made a fire and made Matthew burn them one by one. But before long, they found more stolen comic books in Matthew's room. Desperate to change Matthew's ways, his dad took him in his study, giving young Matthew a stern talking to, a serious spanking. Walt left the room demanding Matthew sit in the chair, think about what he had done. When he slammed the door and got out in the hallway, Walt said his anger and his frustration and his sadness overwhelmed him, and he leaned against the wall and wept. Years later, when Matthew was an adult, he returned home. His mother and he, his mother and Matthew were reminiscing about his childhood, and somehow the story of the comic books came up. Matthew had grown up to be a good young man, not perfect, but he wasn't a thief. In the conversation, Matthew's mother asked him how things finally changed for him. Well, he said, you know that time when Dad spanked me? I never stole again. Well, was it the spanking, his mother asked? 
No, Matthew replied. It was because after Dad left the room, I heard him crying. During Lent, we consider and reflect on our lives as children of God. We consider what in our lives has brought sadness to our Heavenly Father. Those things we have done to hurt others and God. Those things we have failed to do for the good of others and the relationship of love God desires. But most of all, we reflect upon what God has done. God didn't just weep. God did even more than that. God had compassion. And that compassion, that word, if we take it apart, is really full of meaning. Calm meaning with, passion meaning suffering, especially suffering in the heart. God chose to respond to our sin with suffering to come and suffer with us and for us in Jesus. And in Jesus, God's Son, God emptied himself, took our rebellion and sin upon himself as if it were his own. So it was that immediately after Jesus was baptized, proclaimed the beloved Son of God, Jesus was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan to take our temptations on his own self. As we heard in that second lesson from 1 Peter, Christ also suffered for our sins, once for all the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring us to God. Jesus' own death and resurrection for us bring about in our lives a new creation. We are reborn children of God in the waters of baptism. And the last word about us will not be our sin, but Jesus' saving love, the suffering heart of Jesus, Jesus Christ's compassion. In the cross of Christ, we have a sign that God's choice and promise to us was and is not to use God's power to destroy us, because of our sin, but rather to use that power to suffer for suffering love, to save us. A rainbow is given as a sign of Noah, a sign to Noah of God's promise of mercy and compassion. It would be a good day for us today to visualize the cross of Christ sitting on top of a rainbow as a promise to us of the never-failing love and mercy of God. And so we pray with the psalmist today as we conclude. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love. They are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth, my transgressions. Remember me according to your love for the sake of your goodness. Amen. And we affirm our faith today in the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. 
he ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people, according to their needs. O God, in the covenant of baptism, you claim us as beloved children. Nurture us in our baptismal identity, for we have been marked with the cross of Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. Your love for us is everlasting, and your love is steadfast no matter what trials we experience in this world. Assure us of your never-failing love as we taste the bread and wine of communion, the body and blood of Christ given for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant us grace to live each day in the covenant of our baptism, that the new life we have been given may show in our compassion and our care for others. Strengthen the ministries of United Lutheran Church, that together we might demonstrate your love for all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, even in the wilderness, you are with us. As we begin our Lenten journey, grant us renewed faith and hope as we walk, as we walk the wilderness stretches in our lives. We especially pray that you will walk alongside migrants and refugees and those who are vulnerable those fleeing violence and oppression as they cross dangerous lands. Grant your protection, and may they find people who welcome them and willingly help them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with all who are recovering from devastating winter storms in Texas and in our southern states. We pray for the recovery of their lives and livelihoods. And we pray for the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the jobless, for relief and new opportunities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support healthcare workers give continuing success to the development of vaccines and their distribution. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day and ask for healing for those from our community, Colleen, Dale, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Sandy, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John, and others we name before you. Grant them your healing grace, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave. You defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope of that day when we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.
Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We give thanks for all God's gifts in our lives, for the gift of his mercy and forgiveness and compassion. We thank you for the gifts that you share in Jesus' name with our congregation here at United Lutheran Church. May God bless you in your stewardship of all the gifts that God has entrusted to you. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care, and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. And we pray together the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, you may commune now. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. We give you thanks, almighty God. You have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.